Nina's going to come and preach. It's going to be a great word. But as she does, before she comes, we're just going to watch a video that is pertinent to what she has to say. God bless. Same. I wrote the same, but in different words. Thanks, love. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> what powerful words, words that are spoken, words that are written are powerful. Well, welcome to Emerge Church tonight. We're just gonna pray before we start. Father, I thank you that you are in this place. You were here before we even got here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that your word is alive. Your word is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And tonight I pray that as a word goes forth, as I speak from your words, as I speak words that you've Lord, given to me, I pray that it would do much, you accomplish much, you would change much. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, thanks for coming to part two of Vision Sunday. It's good to see so many people here this morning. Oh my gosh, is that Paul too? Oh, lovely to see you. So many, if I look around, I'm going to get distracted, so I'm going to preach. <laughs> Well, you know, words are powerful, whether they're spoken or whether they are written. And as we saw, words are powerful. What a great morning we had this morning at Vision Sunday. And I really do encourage you to download or to watch the message online, whether it be podcast. Obviously, it's going to be podcast now. And, you know, great, great message, a great word, a great word for us this year, a great work, word for us right now. It's Time to get our voice back. You know, the words that we feel for 2022 Emerge Church, time to proclaim and declare. Proclaim and declare. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who have it will eat its fruits. In the NLT version, a, new, a different version, New Living Translation says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. You choose. Death and life are in the power of 
of the tongue. We have evidence of this in history. Adolf Hitler wrote an autobiographical manifesto of hate. Every word in that manifesto, every word represented 125 people dying. Every word in that manifesto, 125 people died. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We also have seen it work positively in history. Martin Luther King Jr., he brought to life an entire nation with four simple words, I have a dream. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You choose. Even in a fallen world, our words still have creative power. Every day, you and I create much of the context of our words based on how we speak. How I speak, how you speak. This word is conviction to my life because I've had to change a lot of things growing up in my life by the way that I spoke. And I'm in a working progress. I'm still learning, I'm still growing, and I'm still changing. Because I, until I get to heaven, I don't think I'm ever gonna be perfect. So cut me some slack. You know, our words affect our home. Our words affect our marriage. Our words can create a blessed marriage or a broken marriage. I've seen this in real life outplayed of people who've spoken horrible words over their spouse to the point where it's broken and eroded the marriage. It affects our family. It affects our children. You know, as a parent, the words that we speak over our children either contrib contribute blessing to their lives or cursing over their lives. Some of you today in this room are still carrying the scars of what your parents have said to you. Some of you are actually behaving in the way, in the manner of those words that they spoke over you. It's time to stop. It's time to replace those words. It affects our relationships. It affects the place that we work at. Our words affect our environment. What we say affect what we experience. Words can divide and discourage. Words can create unity and synergy, oneness. Our words can destroy a situation. Choose your words. In the Proverbs alone, there are 25 different scriptures that relate to the words we speak. And tonight I'm going to speak from some of those words in Proverbs, but also from the rest of the Word of God as we know it as a whole. So we have a wise way to live, and that wise way is choosing your words carefully. Be careful what you say, be careful how you speak and be careful when you speak. Be careful what you speak, be careful how you speak, be careful when you speak. You know there's timings in speaking. Yep. Being married, I've learned that. Yeah. There's timings. 
to say certain things. And sometimes you might need to sit on the egg for a little bit longer and then speak when it's right. Speak when you've calmed down. Speak when you've had times with the Lord. Changes everything. You know, this can be transferred even to our written words. And in this day and age, it's shocking what is written through texts, through emails, through Instagram, through of the devil Facebook. <laughs> no, not really. Though it is suffering, isn't it? Wonder why. Um, through your blogs. Yeah, words that are said can create life or destruct a life, destroy a life. So let's look at what the Bible, the master book, the best-selling book still to this day, the master book, the wise book, the Bible. Let's see what the Bible tells us. I want to look at three uh, areas about proclaiming and declaring through our speech, which matters. And they're all starting with S, so it's very easy for you to remember. As you know, like simple things. Number one, self-talk words. Self-talk words. What do you proclaim and declare to yourself? Outside of prayer, which is our conversation with God, talking to God, the most important conversation we will have is with ourselves. Okay. It's a conversation that we have in our heads. What do you tell yourself about yourself? What words are you speaking about yourself to yourself? What we say has a lot to do with how we end up accomplishing and feeling by what we say to ourselves. You know, you can say negative, defeating things about yourself and, and just see a negative outcome. I've seen it in real life outplayed where negative things continually spoken to oneself. I've experienced it myself, where a negative outcome, and I wonder why. Oh, yeah, I did prophesy that. I did proclaim and declare that one. I want to illustrate to you this evening because a Sunday night, Vision Sunday sermon is not complete without an illustration. So we have a container of water here right now, we have a glass of water. Imagine this is you, okay? Ah, it tastes good. This is you, okay? What do you say to yourself? You know, every time you speak negative to yourself, this is what happens. You begin to pollute yourself. Every time you say, I'm not ever going to be good at that job. I'm not beautiful. I'm ugly. Every time, it wasn't supposed to happen. Every time you speak words of destruction, what happens is you begin to pollute yourself, right? You begin to infiltrate your mind, your life, your soul, with negative words. That's not to happen anymore. You've got to stop that. You've got to get your voice back. You've got to get the right voice back. 
You got to get the voice of the Lord back into your life. Proverbs says in 23, 7, as he thinks in his heart, so he is. What you say to yourself, so you are. What you allowed your parents to say to you, and then you repeat those words to yourself, you become polluted. I'm not drinking from that. That's disgusting water. So that's what happens. You pollute yourself. We need to begin to proclaim victory, not defeat. Faith, not fear. Boldness, not intimidation. I used to be so intimidated. And I used to be intimidated to the point that it was just causing illnesses inside of me. Because sickness comes out of stress. And what you say to yourself all the time, it's time to get your voice back and aligned with God's word. We are in a spiritual battle and the devil loves it when you begin to pollute your life with those words. He rubs his hands together and he says, awesome, keep going, keep saying those things. But God wants us to be strong in him. You know, Ephesians 6.10 says a final word. This is Paul speaking here and he says a final word, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not the power of your might, but the power of his might. We have strength given to us. We have power given to us through the words of this book. What are you saying to yourself? What do you think about yourself? What do you do or tell yourself about yourself? We have those conversations daily, don't we? Well, Julie, just you and I. Yeah, okay. The Bible instructs us that we have to learn to control our soul. That we don't allow the inner man to talk to us and tell us negative words, but challenge it. And you know how I know that? Because in 2 Corinthians 10, it talks about destroying strongholds in our life and not living according to the flesh, not living, to accord, living according to what you believe about yourself, but living according to what God believes about yourself. You know what a stronghold, for some of you here are new, and you may not know what a stronghold is. A stronghold is a habitual pattern of thought built in one's thought life. It's a habit that you keep repeating, with so much so that you begin to behave that way. You begin to believe that of yourself. Some of you have allowed those strongholds to be formed. You don't even know who God created you to be. You only know yourself by the words that you have spoken or by the words that that people or, or your parents have spoken over you. It's time to break those strongholds. It's time to get your words in line with God's words. Take back what the devil has stolen. Break every stronghold and you have every power through Christ Jesus to do that by simple prayer of confessing that to God and begin to say, God, help me not to speak that way. So think what you say about yourself to yourself. Don't let it keep repeating. Don't let it go by. But think what you say to yourself about yourself. Number two, speaking to others. So number one is self-talk. Number two is speaking to others. 
You know that childhood rhyme that says, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never harm me. Rubbish. (laughs) Words will harm us. Sticks and stones won't hurt us as much as the words. Right? Words affect us. You know, in a marriage, the way that you talk to your spouse says a lot about how your marriage is. You know, the toothpaste ad ad illustration that I've done once before, a toothpaste bottle, you can grab it, you can squeeze it, it comes out, how do you get it back in? You try and work it out. It's very difficult. And that's why we've got to be careful how we speak to others because once you've spoken, they'll never forget that word. That's all they'll remember you of is that word. They'll remember you by that word that you've spoken over their lives. Words can bring division or it can bring unity. Proverbs 10.21, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. Oh, the Bible just says it as it is, doesn't it? Don't you like that? How do people describe being around you? Is it uplifting or upsetting? Do people come away from your conversation feeling great or feeling defeated and deflated? People listen to what we say. You know, the enemy wants us to proclaim and declare the use of our words in a negative way, to divide our homes, to discourage people around us, to pull down spouses, to discourage our children, to use our words to... In our, to, for trouble or gossip in our workplaces or in the church, to split the church by our words. We've got to take hold of our language and our words. We've got to speak differently. Proverbs 10, 11 says, the mouth of a good person is a deep life-giving well, but the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. You know, a well and a cave are both underground. But one brings life, one brings disaster and darkness. What are the words you are speaking? How do they affect those around you? I've had to learn this one too. You know, they're powerful words. And they can be words that really affect your future. I was in grade five, I was 10 years old at school. And uh, the teacher was teaching us and then he, he asked a question and I felt full confidence. I was full confidence that I knew the answer. So I put up my hand, he looked to me, I gave the answer and he literally belittled me in front of everyone. What sort of answer is that? Have you not been paying attention or class or all semester? Do you know, something broke in this girl, this little 10-year-old girl, and I made a pat. That pat lasted for 13 years. I made a pat that I would never speak out in a group Right? If asked a question, I would just go, I don't know, ask them. Right? I was shamingly to say this. 
I was in ministry and I still carried that. I was in staff meetings and everyone would give their opinions and things and I'd just go, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever you think, that's a great idea. Never give them why because something broke. The words that that teacher said, I, I chose to forget his name after I dealt with it. You know, teachers, be careful what you say. You know, parents, be careful what you say. Husbands, wives, be careful what you say. Friends, grandparents, be careful what you say. Speak life. Don't speak, don't speak death. Speak life because it crushes the soul where people lose self-image. Ephesians 4.29, don't use foul or abrasive language. This teacher did. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Are you speaking encouraging words? Let your words be helpful. Let your words be encouraging. You know, when how we speak to others is very powerful. And this is others. This might be you in this room. You're not talking to self now. How do you talk to other people? Do you gossip about them to them and to others? Do you speak words of death to other people? Do you proclaim destruction? Do you put them down? Do you do it behind their back but it's still to others about that person? Right? Be careful how you speak about others, to others, about others. Got my point? I'm not drinking from this. This is polluted. So how is it turning out? It's actually turning ugly and dark and undrinkable. Proverbs 10.32 says, The speech of a good person clears the air. The words of the wicked pollute it. Can I read this one again? This is a good one. The speech of a good person clears the air, but the words of a wicked pollute it. Let your words be not words of gossip. I love a little bit of gossip. I'm a female. It's bad at it, but I've been convicted every time. You know, when one preaches a word, they're preaching it to themselves first. Over and over and over again. So I'm still a working progress. I'm not perfected, but I'm trying to watch what my words are. The words we speak frame our lives and the lives around us. Watch what you speak to others. Watch what you speak to others about others. Watch what you speak. Watch your words. Number three. You're going, number three, she only had three. This is the last one. Unbelievable. Seven o'clock. My closing's very long. (laughs) Just in case you're getting your bags ready. Number three. Number one, self-talk. Number two, speaking to others. Yes, someone's listening just over here. Great. Number three, speaking scripture. 
You know, Mark spoke about this, about having a life scripture, having a life scripture for your word, something that you get for yourself, that you hold, that you memorize, that in any circumstance, situation, it's your life scripture, you speak it out, right? And generally what God does, he's really good at this. He'll give you a life scripture in your devotions or when you ask God for one that is pertinent to your life. You see, I, I grew up with great fear in my life. Certain things happened to me, certain things I saw, which created great free great fear. I'm free from those things right now. So I can speak this confidently and boldly because God gave me as a, as a young girl, he gave me this word in Timothy that says, for God has not given to you a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and of a sound mind. You know, God knew that I needed that scripture because I was riddled with fear. Fear that paralyzed me, fear that paralyzed me from talking to other people. Fear. He he did not. He knew. Sorry, that this teacher was going to do this to me. So he knew I needed a life scripture. Fear that bound me. Fear that caused me to have bad self-talk. And when I was good, I'd go. For God has not given to me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. Pow, devil! I'd be feeling really good, and then something would else happen, and I'd go. No, for God has not given to me a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. Get a life scripture. Get a life scripture. You know, there are 31,102 verses in the Word of God. I'm sure you'll be able to get more than one. But how do you get that? You've got to read it. It doesn't fall from the sky. What you put in comes out. It's the same with eating. (laughs) What are you putting in? Are you putting in the latest Facebook, Instagram post? Uh, I I love the fact that we have so many apps of the Word of God. The verse of the day. I've actually recently downloaded that, took it off. I read the Word. I listen to the word and I read the other word, not other word, there's only one word, but from my phone. And every day, I don't know, I think it's about five, six o'clock in the morning, it pops up, you know, ding. (laughs) And uh, it's a verse of the day. So I start with that and go, oh, that's really nice. I know, Maria Banjo, she's really good. She puts it up on Instagram every day. I, I like that every day because it's liking the word of God. Some things I scroll up, but word of God things I like. Every word that comes out from God's mouth has power and authority. And in the same way, when we make a declaration from the word of God, it expresses our faith. And when we speak it out, it carries a weight of divine authority. Not your authority, divine. Heaven on earth. Divine authority, but you got to put it in for it to come out. I don't care how you put it in, whether you audio listen to it, whether you get it off an app, but the great way is reading it because when you read the Word of God, it pow, yes, underline it, write over it, write on the sides, write a journal, memorize it. It stays within you for life. 
as you speak it out. I've, heard, I've seen and I've allowed myself to embrace the word of God in situations and see it change situations. See it change my personal life. See it change how I've spoken to others. And see it changed in the things that I do, in the ways that I go, in the oppositions that come, in the oppressions that the enemy loves to throw at me. And I use the word of God because it's powerful. It's his word in my mouth is powerful. I need to speak it out. Learn. I, I think I read a stat recently which was pathetic. As Christians, it's like 9% of Christians in the whole world read their Bible. I think there's more than 9% in the world of Christians. Yes, there is. There is. Just letting you know. It's very bad, very low statistic. And it got worse over COVID, so I don't know what people were doing. <laughs> Not reading the Word. You know how I know the Word of God is powerful? Because it worked for Jesus. When Jesus fasted and he went, before he stepped into his ministry, he got baptised and he went, then he went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. You know, the devil doesn't make it easy even for Jesus. And so the devil three times came to him and challenged him. But Jesus didn't say, oh, I'll just check my father on that one. No, no, quick. It is written, man does not live on bread alone but every word. And you know, Jesus, if it worked for Jesus, it'll certainly work for us. If it worked for Jesus to get the enemy off his back, it will certainly work for us in whatever circumstance that we walk in. Yeah, give God a hand because that is powerful. His word is powerful. Satan's schemes have been defeated, but sometimes we think they haven't. No, they have. You know why? Because we read it in the Word. We know. Jesus knew the power of Scripture and he used it. He didn't ignore the enemy, right? He didn't go, oh, yeah, I hear him. There he goes again. No, he challenged him straight away with the Word of God. Good enough for Jesus, good enough for us. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I set it. So when we speak the word of God in a situation, God's word or powerful and authority it achieves something. It doesn't go bounce back empty. You proclaim and you declare something over the principalities and authorities. You declare and proclaim over situations with God's authority in your mouth. When we speak God's word in the situation, which is the same power, has the same power that God created earth with. When we speak scripture, God's word will accomplish what it's desired and purposes are to accomplish. When you don't get something, I'm not talking about grab it, blab it, grab it, faith. I'm not talking about, you know, I want a million dollar house, so God gives me all the desires of my heart. No, I'm not talking about that sort of thing. That was, that was terrible, right? I'm talking about when it lines up with the word of God and his will in your life, speak it out. Yeah. 
When the enemy comes to oppress you, discourage you, speak it out. God has not given to me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. For Jesus Christ broke down every barrier of the enemy. Saints, schemes are now defeated. We are new creation. We are conqueror in Christ Jesus, right? Now, yes, you can pray for certain things if you want that house. You don't have anywhere to live. You need a house. You can pray for that house, and God will provide you with that house. But if you don't get the one that you want, just think this. God's got something what you need that will suit your needs better than what you know you need. Eat that for a little bit. The King James Version says, that the word of God will not return to him. In other words, it will get the job done. Get that? The word of God spoken out will get the job done. When we speak God's word and God's scripture is guaranteed to be powerful and effective. You know, Jeremiah 29, 28, 29. It's great scripture. They're all great scriptures. Like, honestly, if you read this, life is pretty easy. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream. But let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, declares the Lord. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Think of his word when you speak his word like that hammer that breaks things into pieces, that overcomes things in your life, that overcomes situations that you are in. You see the word of God as that hammer smashing and breaking those things, breaking down obstacles, bringing breakthrough. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the divisions of the soul and the spirit of joints and of marrow. Realize that the power of the word of God is aligning your life to that. Aligning your life to the word of God. You know, I want to show you something else in this illustration is that we live in a world, this is others, this is you, but when we speak the word of God, this is the word of God, life, living water, right? When we speak to ourselves, for I am a new creation in Christ Jesus, for I am wonderfully and fearfully made. For no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. For my God is a good God. You know what begins to happen? We become clear again. The rubbish, the words that are spoken of you, about you, in you, the words that you've spoken to yourself about yourself, as you put the word of God in, you're not polluted anymore. You're only polluted if you go back and speak words of destruction over yourself. Yep. You know what else happens? When we begin to speak to other people, words of life, right? Look what happens. You haven't got a spirit of fear, but of love and a power 
of sound mind. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You have been placed in a family, loves you, declares victory over you. What happens? You're speaking life into someone else's life. Now I can drink from you. You're not polluted anymore. Your encouragement brings me encouragement. What's in my tank, which is word of God, naturally comes into your tank, into your polluted world, or whatever has happened, comes into your life. Can the worship team please come? Oh, we're doing good. (laughs) Thanks, Tiana. In closing, you know, I heard a, a great true story. Not that I say not true stories, but I just, this is really, this is a great story. There was a manager of a supermarket who heard about this lady who gives great training sessions to employees. And so what he did is he invited this lady to come to his uh, supermarket and talk to all the staff. And, you know, she kept, she said, you know, you can change a person's life by the way that you speak to them. You know, whether it be at your checkout, wherever you, you can speak like, you can, you can bring kindness into one's life by what you say to them. And she went on in her spill about how, you know, your words can really uh, bring a sense of encouragement to someone who comes in who's discouraged or had a bad day. You have the power through every interaction that you can make someone's day. And uh, so they all heard and they all went back. And this one person, after a while, this young man rang her after a while. And he said to her, he goes, you know, thanks for coming to speak to, to me and to the staff of our grocery store. You know, what you said made me think. And it made me realise, what can I do? I'm, I'm, I don't know how I can really change someone's life because I just bag groceries in my supermarket. And I thought, you said I can bring change into someone's life. And... Uh, and being to say, you know, my name is Johnny, I'm 19 years old, and I am Down syndrome. And I pack bags, I pack groceries in people's bags. And I thought, how can I speak life? But it made me realise what you said. I noticed a lot of people come angry, stressed, discouraged. And I thought, maybe I can make a difference and say something that will cause them to make their day, to, you know, to let them know that God loves them just like He loves me. And so I thought, but how can I really do this? Because it's a little bit hard. I've got to be quick in packing those bags. But then I went home and I had a great idea and I spoke to my parents and I said, I've got a great idea. I know what I can do. Every morning, mum and dad, can you help me? I'm going to go on the computer and I'm going to look for words that make me happy. Words of a scripture, 
words of inspiration, just a one-liner, words of encouragement, great quotes that make me smile. And then, can you help me, Mum and Dad? And we'll cut them all up, the same words for that day to all the people that come through my aisle. Like cookie style, a cookie, a fortune cookie type of note. Yes, and so they helped him. They cut them up and he brought it in a big bag. And what he did, he's like, okay, when they come through, I'm going to tell them about this verse, this quote. I'm going to make people happy. I'm going to share kindness. And so as they came, he, he would say to them, he goes, I've got something for you today that will make you feel special. And I hope it puts a smile on your face like it put a smile on my face. And God loves you. And he puts it in there and they go off. He's been doing this, you know, going on. And he realises that the next day, like for a while, his line, his checkout line is really long. And the manager, he's telling this, this lady this, and he's going, but my manager goes to the people and says, that, you know, some people only had one banana, <laughs> one apple. And he says, excuse me, we have another five checkouts open. You can go there. Oh, no, no, we want Johnny. We, we, we need a word from Johnny. I don't even need this banana, but I want to see Johnny. And so the, so the manager went to Johnny and he's saying this to his lady, the trainer. He's like, you know what my manager asked me? My manager asked me if I can train the lady in vegetables area, the lady in the meat department to do, to do what I do, to speak words of life and encouragement and hope. Your words, just like Johnny realised, make a difference. Bring kindness, bring life. He wasn't giving a mini sermon. No, he just chose something that made him smile that day. For you might be a verse that you can paraphrase into a conversation. Can you stand with me right now? What are you saying about yourself to yourself? Is it life or is it negativity? What are you saying to others? Is it life or is it death, brokenness? What have you taken on? Whether it be your parents, a boss, a friend, your spouse, that has pierced your heart and has been a little bit like me for 13 years, made a pact to live by shut up, you don't have anything good to say but it's crippled you, it's affected you, it's put a lid on your life. You need to give that to God. You need to actually confess it to God. God, 
when my mum said this, when my dad said this, when my husband said this, when my wife said this, when my son said this, when my daughter said this, when my boss said this, when my neighbour said this, when my teacher said this, I've carried this. It's limited my life. It's hurt my life. I want to surrender it to you. Father, I pray for every person in this building right now. Father, your word says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And Father, there have been things that we've said about ourselves to ourselves that not have been right, not have been according to the Word of God, not what you think about us. Things that have been said, things that we have said to others that has caused pain, that has caused division, that has caused brokenness. Father, I pray as a corporate, lot of people in this building right now, can you go and minister right now? Touch people's lives right now. Break the power of those words that have hindered people, limited people, brought intimidation upon their lives. I take authority right now and in the spiritual realm, I speak against those lives that have caused brokenness, hurt and pain that have brought limitations that have brought restrictions, that have caused people not to live their best life, the abundant life. Father, right now, I pray that You would help us to align our words with Your words, that we will begin to speak life, that we'll begin to speak Scripture, that we'll begin to speak the authority through the authority of Jesus Christ of Your Word, that we would declare life, we would declare what You say about ourselves and to others, oh God, that we would be a people